Welcome into this week's episode of Inside the Nest. Jordan Griffith, Mateen Rad, no Nolan Alexander this week. He's busy doing bigger things in life for this episode of Inside the Nest. Once again, we are going to start this week with the men's basketball squad. They went on the road. A tough road trip really for both basketball squads so far this week. Mateen, Kennesaw State men's, they go to FGCU a team that they had beat early on, one of the first conference wins in the combo for the Owls. They lose 82-76. to 76. What did you see from this men's team in that FGCU game? I saw battle, Jordan. I mean, the first half definitely didn't go their way. They were being outscored 29-42 in the first half. and came out and outscored the Eagles 47-40 in the second half. And, you know, both of their games were close. There were definitely games that were winnable. But we talked about how difficult it was going to be to defeat these teams that they've already beaten twice in one season. And I think that was a big part for the Eagles, you know, going against the Eagles. Kennesaw State, though, I mean, Isaiah Reddish having one of his best games in black and gold, 19 points, leading the Owls. And uh, on the other side, I mean, two 19-point performances for FGCU and Tavion Dunmartin and Austin Ritchie. And it's going to be hard to beat a team when you have two guys that are uh, scoring 19 points. Yeah, and you mentioned two things right there, Martina, I think really stood out to me as well. And it was the fact that Tavion Dunmar did not have a very good game at all the first time around. In the combo versus the Owls, that was really hard to repeat for them. And that's just something that's going to happen with such a great player, one of the better players and point guards in the nation as well as the region. And then you also look again at, what I've been talking about throughout the year as well is Isaiah Reddish being somewhat of a, a ace up the sleeve for Kennesaw State. I, I mean, he has been this senior to come off the bench, kind of came out of nowhere again to start off the year because he was injured. He didn't exactly start the year, come off the bench, get a few alley-oops against UCA, all of a sudden 19 points against FGCU, and having a senior team be able to come off the bench and produce like this and also be able to start if he needs to. He's a big player for Kennesaw State down the stretch. Going that game without Brandon Stroud, Isaiah Reddish came in in his position and really pulled his weight. And you look at his his efficiency. I mean, that was what really was stark in that performance. Eight out of ten from the field, three out of four from threes. He had racked up four boards, 19 points. Just a great night for Isaiah Reddish. But you brought up a great point about Tavion Dunmartin, too. I mean, it's hard to keep a player – like him down twice in one season, um, 19.13 assist double-double. It was a great performance from him, but I th- again, the Owls made these games close, and I think they were definitely learning experiences from both, where you know they didn't have the best first halves in both games, but the second half they really came back, battled, and made it a competition. And that takes us into the next game, Mateen. A 59-56 loss to Jacksonville. The second time around, again, this is the same situation. Pretty much a revenge tour from the first half of the season for some of these A-Sun teams. Jacksonville get a three-point win over Kennesaw State in a low-scoring affair. And another case, Mateen, where we talked about you can't keep a player down for too long. That happened with KV on Nolan. 18 points. Yeah, he did go 5 for 15. So Kennesaw State... Still did the number on him, six for six from the free throw line. And that really seemed to be what put the Jacksonville Dolphins over the edge. Yeah, that game was really decided by fouls in the end. And, you know, Jacksonville fouled us 12 times and and Kennesaw State 
they racked up 20 fouls. That was something that happened in both the men's and the women's game. They were both physical games. Um, Jacksonville, both programs are very physical teams. And to bring up 20 fouls and, you know, send them to the free throw line 25 times and they make 20 out of 25, I mean, that accounts for more, more than a third of their scoring in that game. And certainly going on the road and trying to win in Swisher Stadium or Swisher Arena is certainly not something that's easy to do. And for Kennesaw State, again, a three-point loss to one of the best defensive teams in the A-Sun. I'm certain that that's going to be, like you said, another learning experience. And this is something, Mateen, especially for this men's squad, having so many players come back, adding two seniors and Jameer Moultrie, as well as Isaiah Reddish, and then Damon Robinson as well, who did not play in this game, which I think is another Big thing to mention. He did not play in the Jacksonville game. That's a big loss to have. And a big man, Damon Robinson, not being able to be there. But again, going back to the growth of this team, these are growing pains. And you win these games earlier in the conference season, Mateen. It's hard to repeat that in the second half. Again, this team is still so young. I know we want to jump out ahead and just get conference titles already. I know that's what fans probably want. But there are growing pains to this, and I think Kennesaw State, the men's squad, is in the midst of that growing pain right now. Yeah, I mean it's something where you know you're always going to have this where we're really starting to see the fruits of Coach Amir Abdurrahim having the team that he's built, right? And we've seen the fruits of it this season where you have a very successful team and – there's going to be stepping, you know, there's going to be roadblocks to that. And we've seen both, you know, the successes and unfortunately the the clouds that come with that. But I think this team is going to be a team where people are not going to want to go up against Kennesaw State when it comes playoff time. They know that Kennesaw State is not going to be an easy team to just roll right past and get on to the next round. And I think Kennesaw State is going to have a big comeback toward the end of the season. I think we talked about how difficult it's going to be to, you know, beat a team twice in one season. I think Stetson really gives that kind of air that they can be that team for Kennesaw state. And then Liberty, if you can close out the season with a big statement win and roll into playoffs with that momentum, that could be huge for Amir Abdurrahim and his squad. You're absolutely right. And with that, we'll turn our attention to the women's squad. And once again, it was a tough road trip. For these Owls, as they all also had the same alike opponents, played FGCU without Kirsten Bell, still the number 22 ranked team in the nation, still with a lot of All-Americans, a lot of All-A-Sun players on their team as well. They lose 64-48, to 48, and what would you take away from that game, team? Jordan, basketball's all about momentum. It's all about momentum, and there was a big call in the fourth quarter where Gabby Legister was getting called for uh, a charge. Uh, and as much as I saw the replay, it looked to me to be in the no-charge semicircle. Um, was a big call that didn't go Kennesaw State way. And FGCU really rode the momentum on that because if the bucket counts, if Gabby Legister nails the free throw, Kennesaw State is within four points of FGCU. Instead, the Eagles keep a seven-point gap and built on that momentum in a huge way in the fourth quarter. Uh, their biggest quarter of the game was the fourth quarter, outscoring the Owls 20-12 to when Kennesaw State was storming back and had outscored the Eagles 15-12 to in the third quarter. 
it was an unfortunate loss because, again, you want to talk about a statement win. What kind of statement win is beating FGCU, a ranked team? It'd be something that was huge for the team. But uh, in the end, the Owls uh, just couldn't ride that comeback that they were building in the third quarter towards victory. And Mateen, we talked about perimeter defense from this Owl squad the entire year. And looking at FGCU, even being without Kirsten Bell, they have players like Kendall Spray and TK Morehouse. But Kennesaw State, they held them to 9 of 29 from beyond. I know you don't take moral victories. You don't like anything like that. But, I mean, that's that's a pretty hefty win in itself. That's not easy to do against, again, the number 22 ranked team in the entire nation. I think there's a lot of things to take positively out of that performance, Jordan. I think Coach Octavia Blue will build on a lot of those positives. I mean, number one, look, FTCU may be out with Kirsten Bell, but in my opinion, TK Morehouse is still one of the most elite players that Asun has ever seen. And she was held to only nine points, only three assists. I mean, that's not a typical TK Morehouse performance. Kendall Spray got the job done, but what she gets done, what she lacks for in efficiency, she makes up with pure volume. I mean, she was four out of 10 from the field, but eight of those shots were from the three-point line, and she shot for three of them and was four out of four from free throws. So she leads the Eagles in scoring with 15 points. Another thing that the Owls, I think, could take positively out of this game is the fact that field goal percentage-wise, they were out shooting the Eagles. The Owls were 36% from the field, and the Eagles were 33.3. So a lot of positives to take from this performance, especially when you're looking to beat some of the elite teams of the A-Sun when it comes to playoff time. And now looking at that Jacksonville game, Jacksonville came into the convo on February 14th beat the Owls by five, and that was one of those games somewhat frustrating to watch because it was the exact opposite of what the UNF, the game before for Kennesaw State was. And then they go on the road to face Jacksonville on the 19th. They lose 62-53, to but again, another very close game down there in Florida. And I believe the point separation between those two losses to J.U. Mateen is 14 points. Maybe something you would take. This J.U. squad has certainly been able to turn things around one of the better teams in the East Division of the A-Sun and Kennesaw State, again, going through these growing pains, much like the men's team, and close losses down there in Florida. 100%. I mean, so much of what you can attribute that victory for Jacksonville was was the first quarter. You know, they came out steaming in the first quarter. They had a nearly perfect shooting effort going 11 for 14 in the opening 10 minutes. And being down 27-11, the Owls fought in the second and third quarter. I mean, they held Jacksonville to only five points in the second quarter. And again, just like the men, you talk about them being down and showing these fighting efforts. It shows that when it comes to crunch time, you can't count these owls out. And that's big when it comes to, to high leverage meaning games. And this is one of those rare games where Amai Johnson wasn't necessarily on her game. She had went three of 13 from the field, but again, that's that's something that's going to happen throughout the season. But players, the positives is players like Breland Snipes stepped up, 14 points, 6 of 15 from the field. And Alexis Poole had one of her best games, 19 points, along with 7 rebounds. And we've seen her dominate the glass. She did all that in just 26 minutes of play. So being able to see a young player like Breland Snipes step up, as well as the veteran and Alexis Poole, that's something that they're going to need and they get into the Stetson and Liberty games coming up. You know, Breland Snipes has been 
a huge factor of all of the success that Kennesaw State's women's team has had this season. I mean, we've talked about it with Coach Blue before and the fact that she's really one of the best perimeter defenders that the squad has. And to have 14 points on a night where you didn't have Josh A. Whitfield, who was nursing a, a knock, then you have your own three-headed monster. I mean, no doubt Amani Johnson, Alexis Poole, and Josh A. Whitfield has been the three-headed monster this season. But Breland Snipes has that ability. It's not that she doesn't have that ability. It's that she has been much better off the ball for the Owls and has been a huge factor in that sense. But when you take Whitfield out of that factor, Breland Snipes can slip right in there and be just as big of a scoring threat. And Snipes has stepped up big so far this year. There's no doubt about that. Okay, talking about the Stetson Hatters, they come into the convo on the 24th, recording this on the 22nd, so just in a couple of days. And then they face the Liberty Flames. No easy task on the 26th on Saturday. And Mateen, looking at that Stetson game, this is a very close win for Kennesaw State, 61-60 to early on in the season. This would be the first opponent that the Owls could beat twice in the same year. What do you see in the Hatters? I see that they're a much different team the last time we played them. You know, they lost to us. This was on January 15th. Their next game was against FGCU, a full-strength FGCU team at that time. And they go on from there and put together an eight-game winning streak, which was huge for them and, and now puts them third in the division. They're coming off a loss. Their eight-game winning streak came off a loss with Liberty. But again, Liberty is one of the best defensive teams. I'm not going to say one of the best defensive teams in the A-Sun. It would be another huge momentum win for Kennesaw State. And that was a huge win for them putting together their first road victory, Kennesaw State, two years at Stetson. It would be huge for them to win this game. But it's going to be tough for this go-around. Looking at the Stetson Hatters, you talked about that win streak, Mateen. I think that's something that is very important to know because early on in the season in the A-Sun schedule, we're looking at Stetson for the women's squad and saying, what's going on here? They're losing games that they probably shouldn't be losing, and then they go on that win streak, and that included Jacksonville State, who's the number one team in the West, and that included FGCU, who was number 20 in the nation the time that they faced them, beat them by three. And then they were able to win against Jacksonville. And then, of course, they lost to Liberty. But who doesn't at this point? And that's a great point and something that looking at the next two games and maybe if you can overlook the final scores of this one and the seeding going into the conference tournament, really what you're looking for here, Mateen, for both squads, for the men's and women's, is you're just looking for that momentum, for something to carry you into the conference tournament because you win and you're in. And that's really all that matters when it comes to March. Jordan, you could really only take it game by game. You know, we've talked to Coach Amir before, and I remember asking him about, hey, Coach, I know we have this game before, but I want to ask you a question about this next game coming up. He goes, Mateen, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm not even thinking about that. And really, that's the kind of philosophy you have to have. You have to take every performance game by game, because when it comes playoff time, that's all that matters, game by game. You can't look too far in the future. All right, a lot of good stuff here, Mateen. We look forward to those two games, Liberty as well as Stetson. Men actually have to go on the road to face Liberty in Lynchburg, Virginia. They played Liberty earlier on at home in the convo this year. And so we will root our owls on for those two games as the conference season winds down. That takes us right into our student-athlete spotlight. 
At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth-third bank, member FDIC. Here on Inside the Nest, where today we welcome in the all-time assist leader in KSU history and newly found 1,000-point scorer, Amani Johnson. Amani, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, a lot of these podcasts would lob a softball question in here to start off, but I, I got to come in with the high heat early on. We need to figure out this nickname. Are you there's a lot there's a lot of different ones out there. Are you the Red Tornado, the Red Cyclone, Madam Presidente? What is your basketball nickname? I don't know. I leave it up to you guys, the media people, my coaches, the the video people. I don't know. I've been Agent Zero. I've been Madam President. I've been the Red Tornado. That was um, from some of our donors came up with that. I don't know. I just I just show up and maybe every day I'm someone different. I don't know. Now you do, you don't have a preference. You don't, you don't have a preference? Um, not really. I don't know. I think they're all kind of fun. And maybe one day I'm the red tornado. And maybe one day I'm, you know, something else, Agent Zero. So who knows? I don't know. I just show up and I just show up and do what I do. And I leave the naming and everything up to you guys. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I guess we'll just we'll just fall under all, all four or five of them. Works for me. Well, Imani, you know, we have to have come up with some sort of nickname for you because of how well you're doing this February. Not that you don't do extravagantly all the time, but this February has just been a different month for you altogether. I mean, what's been clicking with you and your performances lately? Um, I don't know. I think it's just that time of the season where it's time to get serious. You know, not that, you know, you're not serious all season, but we're nearing the end of the season and shortly people will be playing their last games and we're not one of those teams that wants to, you know, have our season cut short. Um, we want to try and make, you know, a good run in the ASUN tournament and see where we can go with that. So just kind of had to turn it on. And of course, it's Black History Month, so I'll give a little credit to that too. Maybe I'm just feeling a little extra juiced, but um, that's what I would say. I just think, you know, this is the time of the season where it's time to really lock in and um, everything, you know, my main focus is basketball. So I think that that's just, you know, just very focused, very locked in right now. I think that that may be what the change has been, but looking to be like this, you know, all year, all the time. So I'm glad it's, it's kicking in now. You know, maybe your nickname should be Miss Record Breaker because we already know a bunch of the records that you've already broken. But looking at the record book last night, it looks like you might come up on a new one in the next game, which is most career Division One minutes played by Kennesaw State Owl. And a big part of your game has been your workhorse mentality. What has it been like trying to balance everything in your life, whether it be being an SGA president or being one of the most played players in the nation? Um, you know, it's, it's really incredible to have the opportunities that I have. I love being able to be here and be a student and be involved in that life and then also be an athlete and be really involved in that aspect as well. Um, and I think I just have to give a lot of credit um, to my coaches and to the athletic department and just the university overall for allowing me to have those opportunities. A lot of people don't get the chance to do that, even as a regular student or just as a student athlete. Um, you kind of have to pick sometimes, and I've been lucky enough to be 
be supported in all the roles that I do. Um, as far as uh, playing a lot of minutes, I don't know. I've kind of always been that person. I was in like sixth grade. I played on like six basketball teams in one season, like a rec league here, a rec league here, and down the street with the boys, with the girls team. So um, I think it's kind of just been kind of who I am and I love it. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was like, you know, I feel like I'm getting old. I'm a senior now, but it's crazy. This is the best that I felt in four years. I had knock on wood. And besides getting stitches in my forehead, haven't had any injuries or even any, you know, small things. Usually by this point in the season, you're dealing with, you know, a, a tweak in one of your muscles or a rolled ankle. And I've been, you know, blessed and lucky, again, knock on wood, that I've been pretty injury free. And I've been, you know, doing a better job of taking care of my body and doing recovery and, you know, taking ice bath, everyone's favorite, not mine, um, but just really, you know, putting a lot of emphasis on that so I can play a lot of minutes because right now that's what our team needs. Um, it's kind of been what it's needed since I've been here. Um, so I, I just am really appreciative of having the opportunity to do that because not many people can or get the opportunity to do that. And kind of going off Mateen's question there, being the SGA president, being a starting point guard, a lot of people look into you for leadership. When you get home, you throw the keys on the counter, you've had a long day. What does Amani Johnson like to do to relax in her spare time? Um, I don't have a lot of spare time because even when I go home, I usually have to do like meetings and stuff. And even sometimes like on the bus, on the way to practice or on the road, I'm like on a meeting or something. Um, but when I do get free time, I love Netflix. I love just watching shows and movies. Um, that's really what I do a lot. Um, I've been trying to get more into like self-care. So sometimes I take baths. Like if we have a, an off day, um, I'll take a bath with, you know, Epsom salt um, and stuff like that, which is kind of recovery, but also, you know, self-care and relaxation. So, um, but yeah, I'm big on Netflix when we travel on the road and we're driving on these long trips, I'll download like a whole Netflix show and watch it. So, um, yeah. Well, what's a go-to show? It changes because I like everything on Netflix is so good, but the seasons are always so short. So um, I watched Love is Blind season two. That's what I most recently watched. Um, but I have to wait for the final episode of this season to come out on Friday. So I started Inventing Anna, which is about this like scam artist girl. I don't know. It's really cool so far. So those are the two that I'm kind of on right now. Amani, every time I've talked to you, I've been so impressed with I mean, how grown of a personality you are and how elite of a mentality you have. And something that Coach Blue talked to us about was how much she feels like y'all are always on the same wavelengths. What has it been like developing a relationship with Coach Blue in her first season? And how has that partnership between y'all developed? I think it's really interesting, um, me and Coach Blue's relationship, because I feel like she's been my coach for all four years. Like, we really just click. Um, like, sometimes at practice me and her will like yell the same thing at the exact same time and people probably think oh they're lying they just want to have you know the point guard coach relationship we really do like if you have film from our practice you will see like we'll both be like box out or push it go something like we say the exact same thing and then we'll be like wait we say at the exact same time it's even hard to tell like wait did, did i hear someone else's voice at the same time it's, it's really bizarre actually but i think it's really awesome to have that relationship um and i think that we trust each other a lot and that's really important you know coming in as a new coach she didn't know how the team was going to feel about her and we didn't know how we were going to feel about her um so it, it goes both ways and um i think just having a lot of trust between each other and knowing like 
you know, we have, we listen to her. We, we do what she says. Of course, she's our coach, but we trust that she's telling us the right stuff. Um, and then on the same way, you know, I have a relationship with her. Sometimes she's like, what are you seeing? Like, what, what's going wrong? What can we do? And I'm like, you know, it seems like this or I'm getting hit on the screens. Can we try and adjust stuff? So it's really um, she talked about being a player led program. Um, and I think I think that's really important. That's been a big part of our relationship growing that she really trusts me and the rest of our players to um you know, provide insight on what we think as well. The last question I had before we get into Mateen and, and the scoreboard round, talking about Alexis Poole, didn't play last year, now coming back. What was it like kind of working with her back when it started back at the beginning of this season? Now, how has that relationship kind of evolved? So it was it was weird at first for her coming back, I will not lie, but I was so excited. When she said she was coming back, I was like, no, seriously. And I was like, don't tell me this if it's a joke. Like, I'm going to be mad. But it, it was weird at first just because we hadn't played together for a year and the team dynamic kind of changed from having such a dominant post player. Um, our post last year did great. But, you know, when pool season, her junior year, the last season she played, she was averaging like 17, 18 points. So we missed that presence. So the team dynamic had kind of changed. Um, and having her back, it was a little bit of an adjustment, but it was a great adjustment to have. I would love to go through that adjustment. Um, and, and it worked out. I mean, she's doing great for us. Um, she just broke the all-time points record at Kennesaw, which is awesome. So um, it was awesome having her back. And when Coach Blue was like, you know, Alexis Pools coming back, I'm pretty sure, you know, working out paperwork and stuff like that. And I was like, great. Let, let me know. Like, <laughs> let me know what you need from me. Like, I will call her right now. I'll leave her alone. What do you need? What, what do I need to do? Um, and now she's actually my roommate. Um, and I will say she's crazy, but she's awesome. And she's a really good friend and a really good teammate. I know if I need something and I need to call pull, like pull this girl, just said something to me, pull is going to be the first person to pull up and have my back. Or when I didn't have a car, pull, pull, can you take me to Walmart, please? I need eggs. First person to take me. She is a really good teammate. And I'm saying she's off the wall, but I love her. And she's a really a great player, but even better teammate to have. So um, our relationship, of course, as roommates has grown a lot. She makes us breakfast. Um, we have off days for the whole house. Doesn't care. Doesn't ask, you know, can you give me some money for pancake mix? Just whatever she has in the house, eggs, sausage, grits, the whole nine just makes it for us. So um, I love having her back on the team. And of course, we see that relationship on the court. And Imani, that brings us to the next portion of our interview which first starts with would you rather? And we had a little silly one this week that me and Jordan had some fun with, but the would you rather this week is, would you rather have to fight an orangutan once a year, but you have a sword available to you? Or would you rather have to fight a chicken every time you got in the car? What? Who thought of this? <laughs> Um, we saw it on Facebook and we had fun with it. I don't know. <laughs> do I do I get weapons to fight the chicken or just hand to hand okay. combat? Every time I get in the car, um, I think I'm gonna go with the orangutan with the sword. I don't know. I don't like hurting animals. <laughs> Follow up question: Do you think it's pronounced orangutan with a kind of a G at the end, or you do you hear orangutan? Which or one? The G. You? See, you're in the exact same boat as me. There's no G at the end. I thought this for my entire life. Half the population said you. I looked it up, or at least you know the internet is so trustworthy. It's ne never lied to me before. <laughs> it has. It doesn't have a G in it, which is obviously very surprising for me. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> 
And that next brings us to fact or fiction. Now, Amani, I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell you two statements and you're going to tell me which one is fact and which one is fiction. The first one is you can put batteries in the refrigerator to prolong their life or the first use of OMG was in a 1917 letter to future Britain Prime Minister Winston Churchill. I don't know. Um, <laughs> OMG, Winston Churchill, what year? 1917. That's a great follow-up question, by the way. I feel like if I knew more about history, that date probably doesn't line up with like when he was like a person or something and prime minister. I don't know. So I'm going to go with that. That is fiction. But it's so random that I feel like OMG, I don't know. That, that's fiction. Unfortunately, Amani, that is a fact. Uh, putting uh, batteries in the refrigerator can actually cause corrosion through condensation. So it does not prolong their life. I hardly ever use batteries, and I'm not a huge fan of history. So that was not a great question for me. <laughs> if, if it makes you feel better, Jordan didn't get it either. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I won this title of fact or fiction back in the fall. I have one point in like seven shows that we've done here in the winter it's been rough for me and i had the exact same reasoning i thought okay 1917 that seemed a little too early for winston churchill he was you know in the 40s world war ii guy the teen the teen's a sneaky one yeah i'll stick to basketball that <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to us <laughs> well hey that, that's certainly not a problem amani agent zero red tornado madam presidente all of the nicknames above thank you so much for joining us here this week we'll see you out there tomorrow night yeah, thank you so much. This was fun. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. And welcome back into Inside the Nest. Jordan Griffith, Mateen Rad here on this week's episode. We thank you so much for stopping by and listening to us this week. And this is the best part of the podcast, the one everyone looks forward to. We have Would You Rather, we have Fact or Fiction, Mateen, let's let's start this off a little little lighthearted. Would you rather? I want to I want to hear it. All right, I saw this one on a Facebook meme the other day, and it was so good that I had to ask it. All right, so would you rather have to fight an adult orangutan once a year, but you get a sword to face off against the orangutan, or yes. have to fight a chicken every time you get in the car? I want to I want to preface this by saying the the saying that I found this on a Facebook meme of this. So I feel like I have to do it is just a great way to start anything. It's a great way to live your life. Right. And something else that's crazy is I've heard this one before. This oh, really? exact same one. Yes. I don't remember going down the timeline. But man, fighting a chicken every time you get in your car. I think chickens get a very bad rap here, Mateen. People think 
you know, you know, it's, it's the saying, oh, you're going to be a chicken like you're, you're scared. Like, that's not really what chickens are. They're, they're tenacious, though. They're tenacious. They're, yeah, they fight they're like they're, they're legitimate. Every time you get in your car. I mean, sometimes I forget stuff in my house. So that means if I have to get back in my car, that means I have to fight two or three chickens. I don't think I have the stamina for that. And plus, you know, if you want to make it, I think, more even, if I had to fight the orangutan once a year just with my hands, with a sword, I feel like is a little too easy. So I'll, I'll even I'll even take that away from myself and I'll still take I'll still take the orangutan again. Every time I get in my car is just it's too much. I would just I would just always want to stay home. Bro, we're talking about like a 350 pound orangutan. dude. Orangutans are nothing to be messed with. Right, and that's why I have to use my hands because, <laughs> I, because I, I want this to be mono mono, fair game, hunting style. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want any sort of advantage, and I don't. Again, I just, I don't have the emotional hardware to mentally get in my car and realize ah, I gotta fight a chicken. If I want to get, if I want to drive this place, I want to go get. If I need to go get some gas, I gotta fight a chicken to do it. It's it's a little annoyances that just pile up. I just don't think I could do that. So I will I will fight with my bare hands against that orangutan and probably lose. I think I'd agree with you. I think I'd agree with you. And most of it is just because like those first ten times where you get in your car and you completely forget that there's a chicken there waiting for you <laughs> and he's ready for you. And you know it's just a long day. Like after the gym or after work, you're like. You know, I can't wait to go home and just sit on the couch and, you know, and then just getting pecked and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? You know, it's that mental fatigue is enough for me to say, OK, orangutan. It, it's also not orangutan as... weird. Is that how you say it? orangutan? Yeah. <laughs> orangutan? <laughs> orangutan. Orangutan. Is there a G at the end? I don't know. <laughs> Oh man, things are things are going off the tracks here on inside the nest. I have no, man. Let me let me look it up. But if you guys are seeing this. If you guys are listening to this podcast, leave a comment at this <laughs> post on Twitter spell, and tell us. How do you spell it? How do you say it? Spell a regular. All right. Should we go right into no, factor fiction, Jordan? No, you're you're hold on. I somehow got there. You're right. There is no there's no G at the end, so it's it's orangutan. <laughs> o O R A N G U T A N S. Orangutans. Orangutans. I'm sure there's some accent mark in there that we're missing, but yeah, that's uh I've been calling orangutans my I've been adding G my entire life. I think half the population is orangutan. You know what I think it is? You know what I think it is? Do you remember the fruit drink Tang? Yes. You remember the mascot was an orangutan? (laughs) (laughs) Every time I say it now, I'm like, what am I saying? Are you saying this is some sort of Mandela effect? I think it's some sort of Mandela effect where, you know, you put the tan and the the tang together (laughs) and you get orangutan. And there's no better time, Jordan, to jump into our fact or fiction question. (laughs) Fact or fiction this week. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, first fact or fiction. 
The Oxford English Dictionary lists the first use of the acronym OMG, meaning oh my god, as having appeared in a 1917 letter written to Winston Churchill. Or storing old batteries in the refrigerator will prolong their life. So which one is fact and which one is fiction? Well, let's just hope they're not both fiction and fiction like we've experienced. Oh, my goodness. Um, the fix is in. That was <laughs> that was another very detailed first half. Um, what year did you say it was? I believe it was 1917. In a, in a letter to Winston Churchill? Correct. Yeah, but he didn't really start hitting his stride until the 40s when, when the war was going on. So I think that year might be fabricated. I mean, he was alive, obviously, at that time. So maybe he was still – maybe he still had the, the word of the people back then. I'm I'm going to – I'm going to go against that one. I think you know that we typically have – have facts when it is more detailed of an answer. So I think you're going to go against it. And I think if you store batteries in your refrigerator, the, the life lasts longer. That's what I'm going with. Locking it in. Jordan, I think your, your thinking was right on track. However, but I'm wrong. <laughs> keeping them cold doesn't prolong their life and condensation can even cause them to corrode. <laughs> My goodness. And believe it or not, in 1917, a man named Fisher wrote this sentence in a letter. I hear that a new order of knighthood is on the, the tapis? Tapis? OMG, oh my God, shower it on the admirality. He sent the letter to Winston Churchill. And believe it or not, that's your answer. OMG, Winston Churchill was dropping it like a mall girl back in 1917. <laughs> See, I, I just figured, you know, no one really had really heard of Winston Churchill until until the war happened. I figured, you know, he just wasn't all that popular up until then. Obviously, that's not the case. Obviously, people are writing him letters with acronyms that people invent. That's maybe he wasn't that popular. Maybe that's why he was dropping the informalities like OMG, <laughs> you know, <laughs> World War Two is here. OMG. <laughs> This is what happens when Nolan's gone. You, you let you let we don't have a shepherd. You let the orangutans run the, run the zoo. That's what's happening. Right <laughs> there. After I think two hilarious versions of would you rather and fact or fiction. That that was a pretty good round of team. I'm also just really bad at this fact or fiction thing. All of a sudden, I've hit a slump. Bad, bad. I got one point, one fake no. point, but I got point one point. You know, you're in charge of it next week. I think you could pull it back with a great question, get some points for yourself, and that might be the start of a huge streak for you. Yeah, hopefully hopefully so. But that will be it for this week's episode of Inside the Nest. Mateen, thank you so much again. I mean, the scoreboard round was, was absolute, the absolute best. Oh, man, it's one of the funnest I've had yet, man. All right, and make sure to catch your owls here in the combo versus Stetson this week as well as the Liberty game. Men's on the road, women's back here at home in the combo for Jordan Griffith, Mateen Rad. We say go out. Who do you? <laughs>